gorgeous soul. This is the Katie Blair Podcast, aka your activation station for magnetizing and normalizing your next inevitable massive up-leveling. I'm a virtual coach who focuses on designing your most epic human experience through building a purpose-filled and aligned lifestyle and or business. If you're obsessed with quantum up-leveling and you're done settling for anything less than everything you desire, you have arrived right on time. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Katie Blair podcast. And if this is your first episode, welcome here for the first time. I am so happy you're here. You've landed on an episode that is extremely important and is one definitely to not miss. We're going to be talking about possibly one of the most important topics to discuss as a human being who is trying to call something in or achieve some measure of success in some way. And that is how to combat those low energy funks that we tend to get ourselves in. Not only how to combat that, but how to still find success even when we're in that space. And I think that this is such an important topic to talk about. Not only is it probably the number one asked question that I get asked from clients on a weekly basis, but also just as a human being, no matter if we have the idea of something we're trying to call into our life or we're actually on the path of, you know, bringing that into our experience, this tends to be the number one thing that is feared and also the number one reason that we have that seed of doubt within us that we won't be able to achieve it or call it in or manifest it or become it simply because we don't know if we can trust ourselves to be able to maintain a state or a frequency of energy that is going to actually be able to sustain us and tip us over into the place where it's all happening around us. And this right here is why we must talk about this because... It is 100% possible to still be getting huge results and finding big success even when we are in this human body that goes through cycles and waves of high energy and low energy, flow and not flow. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to kind of break this down in some really digestible ways so that we can truly understand some key golden nugget train of thoughts that we can reprogram to. So when we're ever experiencing a moment like this, it's going to be really quick and easy for you guys to just grab this out of your mental toolkit and snap yourself out of that mental spiral that you're starting to go down. But then I'm also going to be sharing with you guys my personal four-step process that I use to really help myself get back on track, clear the brain fog, and kind of revitalize my mind even when my body is really low energy. Because the truth of the matter is is that you're allowed to be low energy and it's not something that should be feared any longer. And let's just get straight into it. So when it comes to virtual business, one of the top things that I see happen with my clients as well as with myself on my own entrepreneurial path is we can kind of form this deep attachment 
to our flow state or that kind of zone of genius type of place that we can get into where hours just pass and we don't even know what time is any longer and we're able to just create and the content's just pouring out of us and we're downloading nonstop and we are just coming up with the right thing to say and the perfect way to create it and the perfect way to plan it and the perfect way to launch it and whatever, whatever, whatever. The, the thing about this is because we have become so reliant on this place of flow, we tend to build up this fear inside of us that makes us very scared of the days where we can't access the flow, whether it be we're low energy or something happened, we're in a bad mood, or literally we're just having that block, right? Just like a writer writing a book, writer's block. We're having that block. But what this does is it makes us become extremely codependent on our flow state and it puts us in a place energetically in terms of manifestation where we are not able to make things happen on a big scale or in accordance with the goals that we have set simply because we can't access this flow state. And that is so dangerous to the mind, body, spirit, soul on such a deep level because it makes us the victim in the situation. Like I said, I have conversations with my clients on a weekly basis. So it'll be things where, you know, I'll be talking to them one day and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I just channeled this whole stream of information. I know exactly what I'm going to do about this. I wrote a post. I planned this program. I, you know, had this amazing conversation with these people. This is amazing. I feel on top of the world. Here we go. I can do it. It's all happening. And then the next day, I'll get the the Voxer voice message. Katie, I woke up this morning. I am just not in the mood. I can't find my flow. I'm feeling just super questioning everything that I wrote down yesterday and I just don't even know what to do. How, oh, how do I, how do I form a habit that allows me to stay in top frequency the whole time, right? Like we know this, whether you're building a business or not, we've all felt this and it's this completely hopeless feeling, this fearful feeling of I'm not actually in control, or at least I'm not as in control as I thought that I was when I was on top of the world and soaring. So how do I maintain this? This is the question I get asked all the time. How do I maintain flow? How do I stay here so that I can find the results that I'm seeking, find the success that I'm seeking? Now, the overall answer is that if you're linking the two, your flow to the results, and you can't find flow, then you're not going to get the results. So what the base of what we're talking about today is how to rewire your relationship with results so that it doesn't just have to come through flow, but can come through something else. But before we go into that, I do want to talk about the fact that one of the top things that Tony Robbins teaches is getting into state and the power of the energetic state and how it is a total mental game. He has a four-day event called Unleash the Power Within, which is kind of, if you're going down the Tony Road, UPW is the place where you go to kind of get the entrance. It's kind of like that kindergarten work that needs to be done before you go deeper and deeper and deeper. I attended this event in 2019, and essentially it's a four-day event 
that you are, you're stretching and strengthening that muscle that allows you to snap into energetic state, high frequency state, so that you have a clear mind. You can access your intuitive information. You can make great connections with people. You can make quick decisions. You know, you make good, healthy choices for your body. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of emphasis on this, and I was able to witness firsthand how powerful it is. You know, it takes the average person, I mean, actually, I don't know how long it takes the average person, but I know that when I can slip into a funk, it can last anywhere from a few days to a few weeks where I'm just completely kind of low energetic space. And Tony says that now, after this work, the longest he'll go not in state is 90 seconds. Okay, so based on all of the tools that he teaches, uh, he can snap into state within 90 seconds. And as amazing as that is, and as much as I believe that he can do that, that also takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time, and deep, deep, deep subconscious rewiring at a level that is so intense that if you are not on your shit every day for months and in an environment that is supporting that around people who are focused on that, it's not impossible, but it's going to be very, very hard to do that. Because as humans, what we do is we go off on, you know, think about the diet culture, think about the workout culture, right? (laughs) The workout culture after New Year's or whatever. As humans, we get super pumped up about stuff, but a few weeks in, a few months in, it becomes mundane again. And it can just be really hard to maintain that. And so I wanted to bring that in here because I wanted to say that there is things that can be trained, that can be studied and activated and integrated into your life that do allow you to maintain this energetic state. And honestly, it is 100% in my path to, for myself, be incorporating more of this every single day, more of these techniques, learning about it, studying it, you know, being able to maintain a high energetic state, aka frequency, is what we talk about in so many of these episodes. And so it is 100% something that I have deep focus in. However, I also at the same time no longer subscribe to my old belief that was if I can't maintain energetic state, I can't get the big results that I want. If I can't maintain my flow, then I'm failing. If I can't be consistent with my approach, then it won't work. These I'm not available for any longer because they're just not true. Energetic state 100% helps, but not at all is it completely necessary. So if most of us have come to truly, truly on that deep subconscious level, associate results with our flow, then it begs the top question, where does your power come from, you or your energy? Now, of course, when I'm talking about this, I'm not in any way saying that you don't really need to do anything and you can still get big results. No. However, I do believe 
that strong commitment is a parallel but not identical stream of high energetic state. So what I mean by this is that if you're like me and you're listening to this right now and you are thinking to yourself, yes, Katie, I'm 100% in that place where I no longer want to identify, where I no longer want to associate my results with my energetic levels because I want to be able to have grace with myself and I want to be able to still make big things happen without fearing all of this. I don't want to carry that insane pressure any longer. I want to be able to be human, but I also still want to know that no matter what, it's done. Then here we go. The first thing that I want to make super, super clear to you guys is if you really tune into these low energy moments when it comes to how it relates to your path towards whatever it is because we've become so addicted to these beliefs, then actually it's not the low energy itself that's stopping us, but it's the fear that creeps in in the midst of the low energy that says, alarm bell, alarm bell, alarm bell, stop oh my gosh, this is dangerous. This is not okay. We can't be successful here. Therefore, it's not the low energy that stops us. It is the fear of the low energy that is stopping us. The work is not to not be low energy. The work is to rewrite the way you communicate with your low energy. The bottom line here is that you are not victim unless you say you are, unless you allow yourself to be. If you continue to make yourself victim of the situation where you are not in control of your results, of your energy, of your flow state, then you are the victim. And that is exactly what will be reflected back to you. And you will remain to stay in this fear-based place around your energetic levels. However, if you decide to not be the victim, it's done. So what I'm saying is yes, You are in complete control no matter what, whether you are available for the story that says I'm victim or whether you are available for the story that says I'm in charge, I am powerful no matter what. Okay, so let's start this whole thing off with a metaphor. So we have two people, right? Both of these people are on their weight loss journey, their journey of health. They're like, yes, here we go. I'm renewed. I'm refreshed. I'm going to get the body I want. I'm going to have the life I want. Both of these people also love cookies. We're talking love cookies, like eat an absurd amount of cookies. I want you to see how powerful the energetic difference is when I say how both of these people are differently approaching their energetic state in relation to their weight loss journey. Now, one of these people can't seem to control the fact that they're always craving cookies. And because they're always craving cookies, they inevitably end up eating more cookies at more times of the day than they know is what is supposed to be required to get that six pack and lose those 15 pounds. So this person a lot of the time feels hopeless and powerless against this craving that comes up for them. 
when they expect it and also when they least expect it. And they find themselves just continuing to eat cookies and no results are happening. Now these days turn into weeks and all of a sudden this person has completely lost the self-trust within themselves and has surrendered to the fact that this craving actually controls them and therefore it's almost pointless to try and break this cycle because no matter what inevitably they're always going to in some way or another crave these cookies and you know what at the end of the day whatever. The effect that the cookies have on the body, it's not what they want, but they'll settle because what other choice do they have? Okay, now person number two. Person number two also craves cookies a lot of the time, a lot of cookies in a lot of ways. However, this person number two is so completely committed to the vision they have of the six-pack abs and of the way that their body's going to look like once they've lost those 15 pounds, that at every step of every turn, they understand that no matter what, that's what's meant for them. That's what's going to happen for them. No matter if it takes all of them to combat these cravings, they're still going to get that end result because they're not going to settle until they get there. So this person too still doesn't yet have full control over the cravings for the cookies. And therefore, yes, some days they're going to eat cookies and some days they're going to eat way more cookies than they know that they should be eating. However, even when they're eating the cookies, they know that they are going to get the results that they seek. Okay, so I hope you've caught on to the big difference between the two people that doesn't even have to do with the craving itself or when the craving pops up and arises. The main difference that these two people have is the identity they have chosen around the result that they seek. And that is what they're attaching themselves to. So Person number one was attaching their identity to the cravings more so than the end result. They were allowing the cravings to completely sway the way that they handled the situation and therefore inevitably ended up losing trust and gave all of their power away to the identity they continued to hold of the fact that they were always going to be a cookie eater and nothing was going to change that. And so in turn, they were always going to be carrying the weight and the health journey that they were seeking just probably wasn't ever going to happen. Now, person number two attached their identity not to the craving, but to the end result, which therefore allowed them to dance with the cravings without wavering their commitment to the path that they were on. Okay, so when it comes to energy, you guys, it's the same thing. Either you are coming from the identity of, I'm striving for success, but my success is dependent on how often I can access my flow and high energetic states, or you are coming from the identity of, I am a successful person, my success is inevitable, and sometimes I have low energy. 
Here's the thing. If we want to insert the word energy for a different emotion, you can see what I mean. Let's say we insert the word sad, right? Maybe something really sad just happened for you. You went through a breakup, a loved one passed. Even though you're going to take time to grieve that, you're still on your path at the end of the day. That situation does not all the time change completely your identity in relation to the big picture. You're allowed to be sad on your path to success and you're still going to be successful. You can still be going for big goals even if life happens and something pops up. And we know this, right? We know this. I mean, we go through it every day. We never know what's really coming. Every day things pop up that take us out of our flow or that take us on a different journey for a second or overwhelm us with a certain emotion. However, we're able to come back to the path that we're on no matter what because we know that that end result is who we are. It's what we're becoming. It's inevitable. It's the same thing with your energy levels. So another great example to demonstrate how much power we really do have over our energetic states if we make the sovereign decision to say, yes, I choose this. I choose this identity. I choose this story. I choose this belief is think about when you're on vacation, right? You go to, let's just say Hawaii because that's where I currently live. Let's say you come to Maui, right? To see me. You're on vacation on this beautiful tropical island and something happens that typically back at home on a normal day-to-day mundane kind of week would really freaking agitate you. Maybe, you know, you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off, okay? Typically, this would make you just get super frustrated in the moment and roll your eyes and whatever it is that you do. However, you're on vacation, so you're naturally in a better mood. And when this person cuts you off, you're like, yeah whatever, it's fine. And you let it just kind of roll off of you. That only happens because you understand that your emotions and your energy towards the situation don't depend on the person cutting you off. It's not like a programmed reaction to every time someone cuts you off, you're going to get all upset. But it, it shows you in that moment that you have full sovereignty in the way that it rolls off of you, in the way that you relate with the situation, in the way that you tell yourself the story. And so can you imagine if the next time you kind of woke up, maybe in a bit of a funk or maybe feeling really low energy or maybe with a creativity block, instead of allowing that fear to sink in of, oh no, I've lost it again. I am not going to be able to make anything happen until I come out of this. You are able to approach it like that person on vacation of, okay, this is how we are today. I guess my body's wanting to rest. So instead of pushing all this, what if I just allow it to be what it is right now and refocus later? So the reason why, if it were to come to that situation, we would actually feed into the low energy funk vibes is because for some reason or another, we are actually either consciously or unconsciously making the sovereign decision to feed into the funk, to have the bad day, to go down the mental spiral. Why on earth 
would we do that? Well, the answer is, I believe, because it is actually what we desire. We actually don't desire to find the beauty in the day. We actually desire to be angry or upset or sad or frustrated. And being in that emotion for whatever reason, maybe it's an upper limit problem, maybe it's a deeply programmed pattern, for some reason, sitting in that emotion is what we choose to do. An example of this, to kind of take it one step further, if we loop back around to that vacation example, Think about the last time that you went on vacation or anyone you know for that matter who has gone on vacation, right? You get, you plan the vacation. You get so excited, so high energy. You're like, yes, here we go. This is going to be so much fun, especially, you know, post-COVID. Here we go, traveling again, okay? So you go, let's say again, you come to Maui to see me. So you're in Maui and you know that your trip, you have five days left of your trip and then you're going to go back. There's a little piece of your mind that says, I have five days of pure bliss left before I go back to the real world, my real life, my job, my coworkers, my friends, my crazy neighbors, whatever, right? So you move through those five days, allowing yourself to feel full bliss, but you also know fully well without even having experienced it yet, that once you get back home, you're going to be in a low vibe place again. This shows so incredibly deeply how much we truly make the decision of the effect of our circumstances on our energetics and our mindset around it. You could 100% be like, wow, I have five days left here and then I'm going to go home and I'm so excited for the next month, right? We do that too, but it all depends if we want to be excited about when we go home or if we don't, but it is always your choice. And whatever it is that we choose, we want to feel correct in making that decision. So no matter if we're choosing, I want to allow myself to still identify with success even if I'm moving through whatever energy levels come at me or my success is dependent on my energetic levels and therefore I am completely controlled by when my energetic levels choose to give me flow state and that completely determines on if I find my success or not. Either one, You want to justify yourself. You want to make sure that whichever one you choose, you feel that you have made the right decision in choosing that way, feeling that way. So on the deeper layer, if you're choosing the means of my energy controls me, then it is because there is a piece of you that is resisting the results. There's a piece of you that is resisting the impact. There's a piece of you that's resisting the expansion that you know comes with the full identity of the success. And all it's going to take is for you to get really clear on that and make, again, the sovereign decision on if you want to choose that story or if you want to release it and allow the success to come, allow 
your identity as the sex successful person to carry you through the path instead. Okay, so you're like, cool, Katie, I get it. This makes so much sense. I want to be sovereign in the decision that my success is inevitable and I can dance through the energy waves no matter what. So how do I do it? The next time I get into this low energetic space and I'm, you know, becoming conscious of the fact that that fear is creeping in, but I'm choosing to reprogram, I'm choosing to recalibrate, I'm choosing to release, what do I do? Let me tell you my four-step process that tends to make this so fluid. Number one. And also, before we get started on this four-step process, I also want you to know that this four-step process is coming from a version of myself where when I'm in that low energetic state, literally, I don't want to listen to anyone. I don't want to get up. I don't want to be told what to do. And I'm probably getting caught in a really not good type of energetic space like scrolling on Instagram or wanting to eat comfort food or whatever it is like that. But I also simultaneously, as I'm feeling that, I know that I can still find and derive power within myself, even if I'm going to lay there, even if my brain fog is there. So this is where this four-step process can come in, which it's so key to have such a simple thing to come back to in your toolkit in these moments, because It is really freaking hard to have the desire to get yourself out of it when you're that deep in the funk or the low energetic circuit, right? So listen to these, remember these, keep them in your toolkit and realize how easy they're going to be and how much they're going to help you sustain this low energy place until you find yourself coming back out, whatever it is in whatever way that you choose to come out. Okay, so number one come back to the present moment. Now, the visual that I kind of like to paint when I'm talking about the present moment is imagine that the timeline of your life is a train track, okay? And on the train track, there is a one-car train. You are in the one-car train, and there's a window out the side, okay? So if you're in the train track, you're not looking ahead at the train track, but rather you're looking out to the side where like the trees would be okay. And from here, there's a window where you can observe the present moment of your timeline happening right now. There's also a window to your left looking out the train track up the left-hand side and a window to your right looking out the train track to the right-hand side. The one looking out the left to your left-hand side is what you're moving away from. This is your past, the past pieces of your timeline. And this window is actually black. You can't see out of it because it's not real any longer because it is not what's happening in the now. The window to your right is what you're moving towards. It's what's happening in your future. This window is also black. It's not real yet because it's not there yet. What we spend so much of our damn time doing is trying to look out either the left window or the right window or trying to make sense of what's happening in the now or project what should be happening in the now or how we should handle a certain situation in the now because of what we're trying to see out the window of the past or the future. However, what we have to realize is that we are always equipped for the present 
moment. And the present moment is so much more potent if we don't attach any meaning from the past or the future to it. Now, our memories, the things that we've learned in this human experience, the things that we know we've kept in our toolbox because we know we're going to need to use them one day, of course we're carrying those with us. But rather, those are kind of, picture those types of things in our brain as in a box, a closed box on the ground of the train car that we are in, okay? So if the present moment calls for us to need one of those things, we can grab it out of the box right there and use it. Again, we are always equipped for the present moment. But the reason that the brain fog sinks in so freaking deeply is because we're trying to look out of the past window, the present window, and the future window all at the same damn time. And it is so overwhelming. We don't even know what's real anymore. We become paralyzed, not knowing what move to make next. And we feel like we aren't empowered enough to be in a place where we can make things happen because everything's just completely jumbled. But if we are able to fully come back into just sitting down and looking out that side window and only being available and alive for the moment that is real, the moment happening right now, even a couple seconds later, it's still always right now. If we can be fully awake, aligned, and activated in the present moment of now without attaching any meaning from the past or from the future, all of a sudden... That fear, that fear that comes in when we're hitting those low energetic states has nowhere to exist because we understand that we are fully equipped from every single moment and also our success is inevitable. So no matter what's happening out that window in the present moment, we know we're on the path. We know it's fine. No matter if we're having a day where we're eating more cookies or we're not, we know it's happening and we don't even though we're equipped to handle every moment in the present moment, we don't always have to know why it's happening. We don't have to be able to look out that future window to see that big picture of why it's happening because we know we will find out when it's time. But we know that our success is inevitable. We know we're on this journey with unwavering commitment. And we know that if we only focus on the present moment, we can find a lot of peace, a lot of rest, and a lot of certainty and a lot of assurance that we're exactly where we need to be and everything is okay. Okay, so now that we're feeling lighter and okay with the current situation without attaching meaning to it of this is bad, I shouldn't be here, or low energy isn't going to get me anywhere, right? Completely closing off and not looking out that door to the past, that window to the past any longer, but rather we are here in the present moment. All of a sudden we feel this huge relief of, okay, yeah, I can feel the wind on my skin. I can feel my clothes on my body. I can feel the earth underneath me. I can see people that I love around me, or I know that they are there through the phone. I know that 
I can walk to the store and get some food. I know that I can take it easy tonight. I know that I can watch a Netflix movie. I know that, you know what, in this moment, I am okay. Then it opens us up to the relief that we are fine. So then step two is expand your to-do list. And first of all, change your name from to-do list to get to-do list. Right there, first step of expansion, okay? But another reason why our brain fog can come in so intensely is because we're trying to do too much at once. Sometimes this works for us when we're in flow, but sometimes it doesn't when we're in these low energy places. And so say, for example, you want to do a certain, you know, launch next week in your business or a certain pop-up class that you are going to do at the end of the week, really check in with your why. Why are you doing that? Is it because you truly want to show up? You truly want to relay the information? You truly want to connect with the people who show up, with the people who come into the container? Or is it because you want to hit a certain goal by a certain date? If you're in flow, all of that works together simultaneously. But if you're not in flow and you are only doing things because you want to hit a goal, then you might as well literally just stop because your energetics throughout the entire thing are going to be that of scarcity, of reaching, of grabbing for something that you're not in alignment with in that moment. So the second thing that you have to do is look at your to-do list and say, is there anywhere in here that I can feel more expansive? Maybe I move some dates around. Maybe I move some calls around. Maybe I don't try and launch two things this month and next month, but I only launch one big thing these next couple months because I need a break. Maybe I stop trying to show up every single day on Instagram because that's what I think I have to do and rather just take a step back and if I feel intuitively guided to show up, then I'll show up. Okay, do you see how potent the actions are going to become if we step back from the I have to, I should, I must to the I'm doing this because I'm so lit up to do it. I'm doing this because it feels so expansive, right? Talked about this more in the Manifesting Game Changer episode as well. But if we're able to come back to our get-to-do list and make it feel more expansive, then all of a sudden, we're able to instantaneously sink quickly back into a state of gratitude, because we feel expansive again. We feel open. We feel empowered. We feel like everything that we do is our decision. And it's coming from that deep aligned place within us that makes us feel excited again or gives us permission to rest and let that be okay. Okay. So we've come back into the present moment. We've expanded our to do, our get to do list. And number three is remove yourself, okay? So if still on your get-to-do list, there's work to be done, how can you allow yourself to be energized by the fact that maybe it's not just about you? Maybe if you have to sit down and write content or be on social media, 
Go run all of those errands that you've been dreading or finally organize all of the bills that you've been putting off, whatever it might be. What if you were able to remove yourself and come back to the, it's not about me sitting down to write this content or to figure out what it is that I'm going to say on social media, but rather it's about the receivers of this. It's about the why. It's about sharing these codes with people who need them. It's about allowing these systems to get put in place so that people can have access to this information. It's about doing the bills and running the errands so that my family can be at peace tonight, so that we can have a beautiful, healthy dinner tonight, so that we can see if we can budget for that trip that we're wanting to go on. Whatever it may be, the second you remove yourself and make it about everyone else, again, you're going to be injected with this energy of giving. And it feels so good to give. And actually, when you give, you receive a lot of energy. And then finally, number four, and this loops back around the entire episode, is hold the certainty. The good thing about certainty is that it is a feeling to your core associated with your identity that you can hold no matter what emotion you're experiencing, no matter what energetic state you are currently in, you can be certain that you are someone, that you are becoming that person that you dream of, that you will be hitting those goals that you've been working towards. You can hold that certainty and be broadcasting that frequency out into the universe without having to do anything, but know it like you know it, like you know it, that even though it's a hard day, even though you don't want to get up and go for a run, you know it's happening. You know it's all coming. Holding certainty is holding the faith. And holding the faith when times get hard, yes, is not the easiest. However, Holding the faith is a type of strength that takes no energy that always pays off. If we think about strength in general, right? There's two people at the gym. One person is in the weight room without any weights and they're doing bicep curls. The other person next to them is holding weights in their hands and doing bicep curls. The person holding the weights is the person who is confronting resistance head on and they're going to get the bigger muscles the fastest. Strength is not about never having to move through anything uncomfortable. Strength is about meeting the resistance head on and allowing yourself to still keep going, to still hold the faith, to still succeed. Okay, so all in all, four-step process, come back to the present moment, expand your get-to-dos, remove yourself, and hold the certainty, okay? We just packed a lot into this episode, but I hope that you found some golden nuggets in here that are going to allow you to remove that belief, okay? Remove that belief that there is any notion that in any way your results can be halted or veered based on 
this idea that you are powerless to your energetic state and your energetic levels. It is the ultimate low vibe cure to know that no matter what, your identity does not have to waver and you're allowed to be human especially as women. We have our moon cycles in relation to the moon cycles. We have the seasonal cycles. I mean, Mother Earth herself goes through fall and winter every year, just as she goes through spring and summer. So to circle it all the way back around to that question in the very beginning, where does your power come from? You or your energy? Again, you decide every single time. Thanks for being here. I love you guys with all my heart and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would mean the world if you could leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if we aren't connected on social media yet, come say hello on Instagram at Katie underscore underscore Blair or come visit the website at www.katie-blair.com. I highly recommend you put anything that pinged you from this podcast episode today into action ASAP. I honor you for being here and cannot wait to see you on the next episode.